it's another big hello to all of our listeners to Two Smoking Guns as we bring you another episode of uh, the crazy, the, the, uh, the you, you won't believe it. Uh, we're going to talk about so many different things today and uh, we've got a cracking show uh, ahead of us. Uh, Rutsy, uh, hello to you. Hello, mate. How are how, you? I'm good. How are you? Very good to see you here today. Yes, it's lovely to be with you again. Good we've, to be alive. Uh, you know, we've had a little bit of time off recently when we've done a few things. We've just been regrouping and reworking. And, well, we have. A bit uh, look, haven't the tables turned? Oh, yes, I know. Well, Victoria and South Australia, state of origin. So <laughs> We're winning. <laughs> And the rest of them, they've oh, got masks on. Oh, more importantly, what an absurd turnabout! Uh, and, uh, and more importantly, we knock off Browning Remis by forty points. Well, <laughs> and, and well, if you this know what? world wasn't crazy enough, oh, I did say what. to you. I, I said to you, "What are you doing?" You said to me last Saturday night or Friday night, whenever yes. it was. I think Friday. Friday. Night, yes. And uh, you said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'll, um, I'm going to stay at home." And by half time, I'll be curled up in the fetal position, crying, going to bed, <laughs> because the mighty saints were playing the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers, yes. And at half time, I got several texts from yourself included saying, "Don't go to bed just yeah, yet. You just just hang on a minute." So we hung on, and we hung well, on, and we ended up coming over the top of them. So, hang on. Uh, in a crazy world, um, things just got crazier. Was that the lowest? Did I read the lowest score by the Tigers in sixty years? For, in, lowest score. For the Tigers against any team, or was it the lowest score against the Saints for I the Tigers know. in sixty years? Since since time since records began. Since records began. Since the uh, since the tablet was a stone. <laughs> well, so I tell you a what, very very bizarre result, but one, nonetheless, uh, one that was we'll take, we'll take. Yep, all day long. Well, I tell you what, I know why we won. Oh, good. And I'm going to step you through that. Well, thank you. But I'll tell you what. Thank you, rats. The, fir- the first thing I'm going to lead off with today, uh, and as I say, we've got lots of things to cover. Um, the, the, the piece I'm going to talk to you about in terms of the, uh, the steak is just going to blow your chops off. Um, <laughs> the pun, but blow my chops off. Blow nice. your chops off. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit about music today. Yes. Um, but, and in, in pursuit and yes. uh, for the purpose of research, yes. uh, which we always do, uh, and, and we're emphatic about doing research for yeah. our show. That's, that's, that's um, the cornerstone of the program. Well, we couldn't make this crap up, could no, we? we could <laughs> uh, I found... Well, that is debatable. Uh, you, uh, there's a new band. Yeah. yeah. I, Have I, you heard them? You, sh- you were playing them earlier. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what they're called? No, talk me they're through They're called it. the Royals. The Royals, yes. Yes. It's yes. so a fantastic band. Yeah. Uh, looks like they're a four-piece. Yeah. Uh, I can't see any instruments, but I can only imagine maybe they're sort of down underneath them somewhere. And, uh, and you can't and, see on that on the yep, record cover. There's uh, so it's a it's a quartet. Yes, and uh, they've put out a new record, I've and heard. Uh, and it sort of caught my uh, caught my attention. Well, it's catchy. Well, it, it is catchy, and it sort of sounds like another song we yeah, might have I heard. Don't know. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But maybe the listeners. Well, can I'll tell you it. what. I, I, I'm going to play it for you. Yes, and uh, you tell me if you if you think you might recognise what this idea. is. But anyway, uh, new song by the Royals. Um, I won't spoil the name. We'll, no. we'll, we'll get the name at the end. Um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Royals. <laughs> got the word And he said I suppose one has heard About Harry Not Harry 
When one rushed to the Buckingham Palace window and looked outside, and one could hardly believe one's eyes, as a big Range Rover rolled up into Harry's drive. One don't know why he's leaving, nor where one's going to go. I guess he's got his reasons, but one doesn't want to know. Cause for 35 years I've been living next door to Harry. Harry! Who the f*** is Harry? Yes. <laughs> now, I've only been sent a little snippet of that, and, and I'm sure it continues on in, in magnificent fashion, so we'll have to get the rest of the song at some point, find out who the record label is that's uh, that's releasing it. It, uh, it wouldn't be EMI. And no, it, be- sure. it bears, bears. It's a similar. I'm not sure. Are we, we going to have another go? It's similar to this one. Are we going to? Oh. It's similar. It sort of sounds a bit similar. Let's keep going with this for a minute. I think it's it might be a cover version of this Ooh. one, Scotty Pack. About about Alice. Ah, not Harry. Oh, not Harry. Well, I think it's a very, very similar song. I think I remember this song. Oh, you would. Yes. Oh, I don't know why she's leaving. Very similar. Very similar. I guess she's got her reasons, but I just don't want to know. Because for 24 years I've been living next door to Alice. Hi. Oh, oh language okay. warning. Language warning. Um, <laughs> there you go. So um, <laughs> they've, they've maybe done a cover version there, I think. Well, uh, do you think they do you think they might be in trouble for plagiarism? <laughs> well, they might be. Do you reckon they? But uh, if you're going to cover a song, that is a belter to cover. That is an absolute cracker. I have seen. I think I've told you the story of when we were travelling down the Rhine, the Rhine River of all places, or the Danube. It might have been one of the two in Germany, nonetheless. And uh, there was a cover version, cover band playing on the boat. Yes, and several of us went up and said. Do you know Smokey? And they said, yes, we do Smokey. <laughs> what, they hand you a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> and they sang that. And did they? And the house down. Really? And especially the bit where the crowd retort. Oh, did they? Who the did they follow Alice, it? And they'd never heard it before. Oh, you joking. And they were quite taken aback. Oh, were they? So after the third time they played the song, they sort of got the hang of it. Oh, did they? <laughs> really? Yeah, it was a very funny moment. What about... It no, was a clash what? of cultures where Australia what? meets a German um, cover band... Well, and what? the result was quite <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> well, what, a, what a shame you couldn't find the angels. Oh, yeah, well, no way. Go away. Oh, so a couple of mates trying Off. to teach them the course to am I ever going to see your face again? Am I ever going to see your yeah. face again? I'll tell you what, I do have to share this with you because sometimes I, I have a crazy five minutes and I was with my daughter probably, yeah. I don't know, 18 months ago and uh, we were a bit peckish. And uh, we happened to be up near one of the fast food places. I said, you know what, I just feel like a bit of a snack or something. And she goes, yeah, that's a good idea. And we actually happened to be listening to um, Living Next Door to Alice. Oh, very good. And I said to her, watch this. Watch this. So (laughs) as we got to the window to order our meal, I had it queued up with... Alice, Alice, where the hell is Alice? <laughs> to which time when I got to the window to the <laughs> in order to pay, she was doubled over with tears running down her face because no one had ever played Alice, Alice where the- through a drive-through. 
And <laughs> it would have only been funnier if the girl serving you's name was Alice. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that oh, was. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that, that with no, me. I that think was, they've, now, <laughs> they've got a future, that band, the Royals. I tell you what, yeah. uh, I think they're onto something. They've got a recalcitrant lead singer, though. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not that um, popular. Yeah. Yeah. Amongst I, the other band members. There's a, mate, there's a matriarch in there. I think he's um, the the Harry bloke. I think he wants to pursue solo projects. <laughs> I think that's what he's about. I, I, uh, I'm not sure Harry's actually heard that. <laughs> the rest of the band is sort of um, not happy that he's – it's a bit like Freddie Mercury leaving Queen um, or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, the picture that I saw, which I can only assume is the uh, picture on the uh, on the album. On the co- album on cover. cover. It's yeah. not dissimilar to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely <laughs> Um, no, uh, and it looks nothing like Queen. No, nothing <laughs> like Queen. Other than there's a Queen in there. <laughs> Is, uh, does Queen do backups? Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I reckon she's tapping her foot, though. Uh-huh. I think she might have enjoyed it. Well, maybe the Corgi's doing I think the she backups. might have enjoyed that a bit, I reckon. Yeah, now, I've got something for you, yes. and I was what pleased me even more, because you're such a music aficionado, um, and I love uh, your, your knowledge of music and your love of music. But I came across something. In fact, I was listening to something during the week because I think there's a, um, a publication that's just recently come out and it's about a special club. And it's called, uh, uh, well, how am I going to do this? Uh, just let me think about this for a minute. I'm, I'm going to read you um, some names of people. Yes. Um, and it's the reason why they all these people are in a club. Right. Right? And there's quite a few of them. It's a and pop I'm, quiz, isn't it? Yeah, well, it sort of is. And I, I, I'm going to start I'm with... I'm excited. We I'm going to start with... Uh, there's a bunch that I know. There's a bunch that I've never heard right, of. And good. I'm going to run them past you because I think you will know. Well, and see. then I reckon you can probably add to the list. And we're just going to go through. I reckon I might have left off two, one or two, but this is a fairly concise list. Nice. And then I'm going to just tell you about a couple of them too. Cool. Like um, so I'm going to start with. I'm, yeah, well, this is more research. Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, so I actually went to a computer <laughs> and did research. <laughs> and did Google. <laughs> I went to Doctor Google. So I'm going to start with the name D Boone. Daniel Boone was a man. Yes, was a big, was a big man. man. And he so, fought for America to make all of America free. And he had a raccoon hat. He did. Unless it was David Boone. Uh, now that's called fifty-four beers. That one. <laughs> I'd love I'm going to give you. So, uh, so D Boone is in the club. Uh, I'm going to give you Ron McKernan, and he's in the club. Ron McEwen or Ron McKernan? Uh, Ron McKernan, because Ron McEwen no was not with Ron Emu. M- no, incorrect. So Ron, Ron McKernan, McKernan, right? Ron. McKernan. I'm going to give. So he's in the club. I'm going to give you Dave Alexander. He Dave was in the club. Alexander. Mm. Now, Dave Alexander is—is is he not the lead singer for the Screaming Jets? Was that Dave Nielsen? That's Dave Nielsen. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, Dave Alexander. Yep. Yeah. So just park that for a second. Right. So he's in the club. Oh, so I'm guessing too early, am I? Well, no, because I can see your mind ticking over. Right. So, you, and I don't reckon you're far away. Right. So I'm going to give you um, Mia Zapata. Mia Zapata. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah, great name. Fantastic Sounds like name. a souvlaki. She's in the club. Mia Zapata. Yeah, she's got a chair at the table. Is she? Yeah. Mia Zapata yep. has. And so has Chris Bell. Chris Chris Bell's Bell. at the table too. He's uh, He's got a Guernsey. Christopher Bell. Chris Bell. Yep. And mm. 
then let me. Uh, so far, I don't know anything. And now I'm coming. Now this is, and I'm going to talk about this particular chap. But I'll t- give you his name, and at the end, I'll tell you about him because it's quite a fascinating little story. Uh, other than, what about if I give you? Um, oh, Peter Ham's in the club. Peter Ham, who was with um, Men at Work. No, Isn't that's Greg. Oh, that's Greg Ham. Mm, this is the other ham, as opposed to Greenies. <laughs> this is pastrami. <laughs> Peter Ham. This is Peter Ham. Right. Yeah. Hmm. No, still, we're still no, forming the club. So he's in the club. Yeah. He's a beauty. Um, I've given you uh, Alan Wilson, so he's in the club, um, because now we're getting to the interesting part. Right. So I'll give you this, and then at the end I'll tell you about this. But I'll give you the name. Uh, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, Robert who Johnson. was a famous blues guitarist. Yeah. Is this the club where they all died at 27? Ah, look at you go, great man. Is that? Is that this, on the, yes. You are bang on the money. Robert Johnson was an extremely talented blues guitarist so, who died young. So. I don't know who Dave McNamara was or Dave Fitzgerald. What's Dave name? Alexander. Dave Alexander. They all Died at 27. Well, there's several in that club. So, Robert Johnson, uh, yeah. now that you've identified who he is, yeah. let me talk, just tell you about it. In a remarkable. He uh, was, uh, but he was a bit sort of left of centre. Yes, right? very much so. So, he, he had songs like, you know, in relation to Hellhounds and the Devil. Oh, yeah. So, he was a bit was, of a voodoo man. Yeah, he was. Um, so, he, uh, he made off with the wife of a roadhouse um, owner. As you do back yeah. in the day. Um, who then, um, I think, sort of tracked him down and um, and offered him a whiskey. Yeah. So he handed him a bottle of whiskey of which he consumed. Um, three days later, he died of strychnine poisoning. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, strychnine poisoning and pneumonia. And he's now buried in an unmarked grave in M-I-S-S, I-S-S, Mississippi. Mississippi. So, uh, my question to you now, sir, is can you please and give me some song. other name? Oh, is it? Right. Oh. Baby, don't you want to go? It's sort of Fats Domino-esque, isn't it? Well, you know the song. That's Robert Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been to the uh, the music festival up here in New South Wales? The Blues. The, the Blues Festival? Fest, yeah. Have Many you? years ago. Yep. Was it good? Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I want to go one year. It's, very, on, my, it's, uh, it's on my bucket list. Is it? So, um, uh, so give me, the, you'll, you'll know the, some of the other names then. And it was quite amazing when I went through and. Just had a look at them all, um, and I was aware of—I I was aware of all of them. Um, I didn't realise that th- they were all part of the Twenty Seven Club, though. Oh, there's plenty of so them. We so go, I could list a few. So, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain was certainly in it. Janice Joplin. Janice was. Um, and and so we're not talking about sort of just musos. These, these were are, people these that were just serious musos, famous. right? Famous musos. Um, Brian Jones. Yes. Um, now, uh, there's a bit of a story about him in relation to the fact that he had consumed vast amounts of uh, drugs and alcohol 
and well, then it was part to, of the Rolling Stones. Happened so to fall obligatory. Happened to fall into a pool. Yes, but they don't reckon he fell. Right. So there's always been conjecture there's, that he might have. I reckon this guy's had in the some club. encouragement. I reckon this guy's in the club. Tell me if I'm right. Yep. Yeah. Jim Moss. Absolutely. Hundred percent. And then I'll give you another another name starting with J, who's also in the club. Mm. Don't know. As famous. Uh, uh, you know. Um, what about Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix. Okay. There you what go. What about Jimi Hendrix? I reckon Amy Winehouse is in that club. Amy Housewine is in there. Yep. <laughs> Amy Housewine. Amy Housewine. There you go. Um, and, mate, as I say, I, I think it's I've a probably... Good club, isn't it? I've left off, I think, a whole bunch of others, but I was just reading through and it was just quite staggering. I mean, you know, a lot of them obviously... Unfortunately, I think um, drugs and alcohol probably were part of their demise, you it think? would seem. <laughs> Except for poor old uh, Mr. Johnson, who actually had strict nine poisoning. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, he just had the wrong type of thing. He uh, went out with the wrong bloke's girlfriend. Oh, didn't he ever? Huh? So, um, anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. It's, That's uh, a great little and quiz. I, and if memory serves, uh, I'm sure I only heard this week uh, that there is a publication that's come out, and I think it gives you the whole backstory of these people. That would be something, good. Maybe something you might want to find. And if I find one, I'll buy it for you. No, no. I think um, that's a fine Father's so, Day gift for my So, yeah, I, well, I just chucked it out there, yeah, yeah, for your boys or something, yeah. just to go, go and find your old man the, the Club 27 book, please. Correct. And that'll be a – should adorn your coffee table, I would Correct. have thought. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed George, that, old George, son. George Young wore 27 for St Kilda. George Young did wear 27. Just, Keith, just saying. Keith Gregg wore 27 for North Melbourne. He did too. Very um, good. Oh, there we go. Let's. Uh, can go. we rattle off any other 27? No, that's all I've got. <laughs> 27 for anybody. 27 for Carlton. 27 for Melbourne. 27 for Fitzroy. 27 for Geelong. 27 for Brisbane Lions. I haven't got any more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Famous twenty sevens. Uh, maybe we should maybe we should find out other things that twenty sevens famous for. But there's probably not too many. Too I don't many. Know. Tell you what we might do. Um, yeah. It's a lovely little segue um, because this chick's fantastic, and we should um, we should well, we should take this in. Janice. I go and I look across the water. And I think of all the things What you're doing And in my head I paint a picture Since I come home Well my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair And the way you like the jaggers Won't you come on over Stop making a fool out of me Why don't you come Put your house on up for sale Did to get a good lawyer Hope you didn't catch a thing Hope you find the right man Who'll fix it for you And now you're shopping Anyway 
Now I am. Um, I have heard that there's a, a doco because there's a few docos. If you if you're into your music docos, yes, this is taking a particularly music bent, oh, which yes. is right up my alley. Oh, I know. It's, it's I your, did on my way here. It's in your wheelhouse. On <laughs> my way here, I did. I was listening to the radio, and Lee Simon was on. He was talking through some of the better docos that have been going on at the moment. And there's yep. one on Amy, obviously. Yep, Amy House one. Yep, and she is a star. So you go watch that one. Yes. There's one apparently on that I really want to watch. It's called Twenty Feet from Stardom. It's a it's the whole it's a doco on backup singers. Right. All the famous backup singers to the great singers in the world. Yes. Twenty Foot from Stardom being a fantastic little title because yes. they're obviously off in the backlit light. I reckon you've had one at your house. Yeah, well, I she's would a argue. Star. Yeah, she's a star. Lisa Redmond. Um, and um, so there's that one. There's all the obvious ones that you'd expect, but there's a ton of them out there. Yep. So I'm going to start watching some more music docos. Yeah, good. Hmm. Good. There's also, apropos nothing, I did see through the week, because I'm quite getting into, I'm not a fan of telly so much. You know, <laughs> I'll put the telly on if there's a game of football on. Yep. My wife likes the cooking show, but um, outside of that, I read an article about this guy. Um, and he said, there's a, an Australian drama comedy about a violent hitman called Mr. In Between. Right. 
Now, I've watched the first three episodes. Yeah. And it's bloody good. Is it? So it's Nash Edgerton, who's Joel's younger brother. Yes. Who directs it. It's got um, um, Brooke Satchel in it. Ah. Who's good. Yeah. Um, She's good. The lead in it, I've never seen before, but apparently he's been in a few things. But it's basically a guy who's a family man, divorced family man. You know, he's got a young daughter, etc. But he's a hitman by trade. Right. So it's this juxtaposition of his family life and his work life. Yes. And um, by the third show, it got a little ridiculous. Right. So we looked at each other with raised eyebrows and said, mm, maybe. Bit but silly. I'm prepared to give it another couple of cracks. Good. But what's lovely about it yep. and then quite refreshing is it's all Aussie dialogue. Yeah, right. You know, it's done, they're not putting on any accents. It's all Aussie. It's really, really good. And it's a lot of real sarcastic humour. Yep. And you'd love it. Yep. Right okay. up really. So have a look. I've written it down. Mr. In-Between on, Mr. In-between. on the Netflix. Anyway, the other one I came across this week, which you know how we all, you know, when we get sucked in by $40 million Powerball and Tats Lotto and we think this is the one. Yep. Get this home, my life will change. Yes. Your life doesn't actually change. You just spend more money. Um, but this is a ripper. Um, the um, it's a Melbourne woman. This little uh, article, right? Um, she got a call from a Tats Lotto official, yes, and um, telling her that she'd won eight hundred thousand dollars on a ticket, right? Um, but she hung up on the guy attempting to deliver the news, right? Um, she thought it must have been some kind of scam, so I hung up, hung no. up. <laughs> Um, so she was. She said, I was hopping out of bed when I got the when I got the call, and I thought it must be kind of some kind of scam. So I've hung up. I later checked my ticket, and I knew I had to call back. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. So she's won Division One. Wow. And she's you know a week later she hasn't claimed it, so they've given her a bell. Oh. She's gone bugger off, you yeah. scammer. <laughs> <laughs> you Nigerian frauds oh, to you. <laughs> I think hey. I hung up on someone the other day. Maybe I've won that slot. I better check my tickets. Yeah. How'd that um, be? If you went, oh, some random rang me up the other day, reckon I won tats. Well, imagine if she'd Have misplaced you it. the ticket. Imagine if she's misplaced the ticket. Oh, yeah. Because you've you got to have the ticket. That happens. You've got to have the ticket, don't you? Unless you're re- maybe know, registered or something. I don't know. You buy them? Um, Oh, not always. I don't know how to buy one. Oh, mate, I've got an app on my phone. It takes oh, me about okay. 15 seconds, and I just buy a little 18 gamer every now and then, I guess. What does that just say about me that I know how to bet on a horse, but I don't know how to buy a tats ticket? <laughs> oh, mate, just, just get the app, and it's all over in 30 seconds. <laughs> Your money, that is gone. Your money, gone. <laughs> Poof, gone in smoke. Just up in smoke. Yeah. Correct. Anyway, um, more on the China-Australia wine spat. Right. Front, because you, did you, we were aware yeah. that we're having a little bit of a, oh, a yeah. tete-a-tete oh, with yeah. our Chinese friends. Well, you, you remember when I, when I told you that, um, uh, in fact, I think a few weeks back, I shared with you that if you went to China, you could actually go into one of their liquor stores mm. and on the shelf was a bottle of Benfold. Benfold. <laughs> remember? So somebody's, with, a, with, with a remarkably similar yes, label. Sort of similar writing and label, yes. I guess. But, yeah, yes. so I oh, know they've, they've given us a big kick. Now, we've talked previously on the show about how they've announced tariffs yes. on um, on up to, um, the tariffs are actually 220% yeah good which has you know made it impossible for people over there to really bother buying one they buy Benfold instead that's it 
Um, so what's happened now, smartly, well, they had to. Um, so there's only been $12 million worth of wine exported to China since the tariffs. Chinese ministers are refusing to meet or speak with their Australian counterparts. They're playing. They're playing. Not playing well in the sandpit. No. Our Chinese They've chucked the toys out of the cot. Right, so we'd love to be able to sit down and resolve these disputes, but um, and the government's working vigorously. Of course they are, but China doesn't want to listen. But their um, good news is um, sales are up to the Dutch. So uh, we're, we're sending wine to the Dutch, South Korea, and also Hong Kong, interestingly. So are these... We're snucking in, sneaking into Hong Kong. Are these referred to as emerging markets? Well, they're interesting, they're all markets. <laughs> or just growing markets, because we're already there. They're, 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 it's phenomenal growth in the Netherlands. Oh, phenomenal again. <laughs> yes. We've got another phenomenal growth. Yes. So we're selling about $20 million of wine to the Netherlands, about $14 million to the South Koreans, and about $15 million to Hong Kong. Sort of. Is it bridged the gap, though? Of no, what the, yeah, there's really a pretty big chasm from what we used to send to China, isn't there? chasm. Yeah. Yeah, but about, about, as the, about as wide as the Grand Canyon, I reckon. No, I have noticed, though, that it hasn't really affected the price of wine in this country anyway. Right. Well, uh, that's, a, that's a whole supply uh, and demand situation that someone else will have to explain to me at some point. So, given uh, I did major in economics, but I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> Can I continue on with the wine thing then? Yeah, if that's please what I would do. do. Please do. Um, because what I then come, you know, all these, you know, low alcohol, no alcohol. So th- this is uh, this is a really little interesting piece. Um, so it's called Something Lighter to Piquette Your Curiosity. Oh, I see what they've done there. Ah. Pete, as in Piquette. Yeah. So, moreover... Uh, Rosé. According to drinks uh, writer, uh, Caddy Spain, um, the biggest wine trend this spring will be piquette. Piquette. A low alcohol drop made from leftover grape skins. Ah. Right. Piquette is not a new concept by any means, says Spain. Traditionally, it was a vineyard worker's drink in France. Yes. After wine is made, grape skins are rehydrated for a second fermentation. This means you get some of the first wine's flavour, sugar and acid, but in lighter, spritzy form. Right. So yeah. it's like a used tea bag. So instead of chucking it all away, you actually have a byproduct that actually becomes a primary product. You use the again. tea bag again. Correct. Yes. So you get it's a, what a, called a piquette. 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 I think. Piquette. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) It's a style that can be chilled and is perfect. explain what those accents are. I don't know. They're going all over the shop today, mate. I'll give you the tip. Um, It's a style that can be chilled and is perfect for the Australian climate. I think we're going to see piquettes explode Explode. like daffodils this spring. Hmm. Um, Spain, the writer, uh, she joins a couple of the big papers um, this week as drinks writer for good food. So good on her. What's, what's the drinks writer's name? For good food. Uh, well, it used no, to be. Uh, right so, wine food. critic Huan Hook will still would... contribute tasting notes for uh, going forward. So, uh, she continues on to say uh, she's an Adelaide based journalist with, uh, and was previously a wine and features writer for a couple of other publications. Spain is also the author and co author of many publications about Australian winemaking. So, you can, she's obviously pretty well versed in this space. Uh, she says uh, she goes on to say, 
Piquet may prove controversial with traditional winemakers and brands, but bring it on. Bring it on. Is what she says. The trend of drinking lower alcohol, lighter wine, again, this there it is, is what again. we're coming back to again. again. The trend of this uh, isn't going away. And as long as um, there are wines that are well made, uh, the more the better, she says. My job as a writer is to connect people with the stories behind what's in a bottle and break down some of the fear around wine and new drink styles such as Piquette. So it sort of goes on to sort of have a chat about all that stuff, and it, it actually throws up. She's actually offered a few to try. She's, there's a um, I don't mind naming them because I you know this something we should try. Um, so this is the Gilbert Family Wines Piquet 2021 Orange um, for twenty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on to say a tangy blend of Gilbert's Tremonet and Sangiovese mm-hmm. with notes of rose water and musk. Inspired by the Piquet's winemaker, Will Gilbert encountered in North America where the style has been rising in popularity over the past few years. Lovely. Uh, the next one to share with you is um, Vinden Wines Piquet 2021 from the Hunter Valley, uh, priced $25, starring organic Hunter Shiraz skins for a dry, refreshing quaffer weighing in at 5% alcohol. Ideal for picnics and... Uh, Charcuterie when the sun's out. Oh, don't you love that? Um, my daughter and I, uh, we went up to the my garden. Summer wine. Oh, here it's we go. Really he's, he's found a summer wine song. Lovely. Uh, my daughter and I, the other week, the other week well, it's probably a couple of months ago now, um, we've got a big long charcuterie board here. It's about, sure. it's a, it's about four feet long, hey, right? That's one and word I associate with you. Charcuterie. Oh, yeah, charcuterie. That yum We took a charcuterie board hmm. and went and sat in the Rip and Lee Gardens. As you do. And it was absolutely Delightful. magnificent. Um, Under a parasol? And uh, no, we just sat out in the open on a rug and it was just glorious. So the last one is um, what uh, is named um, Deffley Wine. I'll spell it because I probably haven't pronounced it correctly. That no, it sounds de- like the wine that Robert Johnson drank. I don't know. It's <laughs> Well, it's D-E-F-I-A-L-Y. Farley wine, Farley. Uh, wild and free Bitsa Piquet 2021 from Heathcote. Oh, That's nice. a good region for wine. Heathcote, yes, very here. good. So it's twenty bucks. Handmaker by butcher and winemaker Mikau Hewitt in the Macedon Ranges. This experimental release is ready to drink now with anything from cheesels <laughs> to, to Comte. Bright with wild fermented Fiano and Pecorino skins plus fruity Shiraz. And Carmenia. See, you've got a future as a a descriptive descriptive of wine, a descriptor of wine, (laughs) a descriptor of wine. Yes, Um, I I, I just love some of the descriptors that they use. I mean, we've moved away from earth and dirt and you know eucalyptus and not eucalyptus and wine, I guess, but um, some of these other things where they just... I put you onto that doco Somme, didn't I? Oh, yeah, I loved it. About the sommeliers Oh, I loved it. How good was that? In fact, I reckon I watched it twice. And one of the blokes said uh, it's got a hint of 
opened tennis ball can. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's got a hint of uh, opened marathon runner's sock. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They were very amazing um, with their descriptor wars. And just off the back of that, if I could round out this little piece, uh, given that we've done wine, let's do a, a touch of what food. What goes with wine? A bit of food. A bit of food. How about that? Now, if I said to you, I'm going to take you uh, out for lunch. Um, I'd say, and yes, coffee. Yes. I'm yes, available. Yes, I'm coming. Um, and you said to me, you know what, I, I feel like a steak. And I've gone, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll buy you a special steak. Mm. Uh, but it'd want to be special. She's $228 a pop. What? $228 a pop. Now, let me step you through what this. What kind of rock star uh, well, cow is this cow? And I'm, well, I, and I'm not going to name the restaurant either, right? Because I, I don't think it's fair to... We don't do names and pack grills, and, yeah. um, but we talk about the topic, not about the venue. Because um, I'm sure people can find it if they really want it. All you've got to type in is $228 beef into Dr. Google and yeah, it'll tell it'll you where to go, up, right? Yeah. Uh, is this Melbourne's most expensive steak sandwich? Oh, well, I would have thought so. <laughs> is that a rhetorical question? That's $228 a pop. Uh, the stakes are certainly high yeah. <laughs> at this particular establishment. Um, it's in CBD, that's all I'll say. Is, um, uh, there's two of them in Australia, um, and it has a license. Um, it has a license, right? Get what this. What does a steak sandwich as a license? No, it has a license to grill one of the world's rarest and most expensive cuts of beef known as the A5 Kobe Wagyu. Ah. Right. So the owner of this particular uh, place, um, uh, Japan's Kobe Beef Authority in March to use the meat in... So he actually had to apply to get a licence to, to use this meat, right? To cook this meat. Wow. Um, and he applied a year ago. Um, so it costs about the same as... <laughs> I love this. So we're talking about the worst, best cut of meat, but it costs about the same as 35 Big Macs and 20 Zinger boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not you know, 35 kilos of prawns or no. 20, 20, 35 Big Macs and 20 Zingham boxes. No names, no pack drill. I don't know what those places are. I don't know what those meals are. Um, <laughs> and it only uses between 100 and 120 grams of the tenderloin's centre. So you're paying 228 bucks and you're getting 100 to 120, right? Uh. So... Do it's the a math. Bit. Do the math. It's a bit. Seriously. The thick meat slices are medium, rare to well done, served on soft white bread flown in from Japan. Of course. <laughs> Seriously. Be a bit tardy by the time it gets here, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> with a secret sauce made from offcuts and finished with gold flakes. Oh, well, you gold flakes. You'd want to have something. I'd just put the Is gold flakes in my pocket. Ground? I'd get the gold flakes, put them in my pocket and go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, it tastes like the best sandwich ever, said this particular person. Um, about 300 yeah. have been sold since March. You're kidding me. 300. More affordable cuts uh, of rare beef are available, including your Oyster Bay or short rib, at about $59, and how much do you reckon you get for 59 bucks? Uh, a soupçon. Uh, 60 grams. 60 grams. So it's a buck a gram. It's an appetizer. It's a buck a gram. 
So if you're a bit if you're a bit hungry one day and you've gone, can I have the five hundred? <laughs> it's going to cost you five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred. How's that? How is that? So it's not just this big slab of meat. It's the middle of it, and you get between 100 and 120 grams. So it's two bucks a gram, this one. Not a buck a gram. Two bucks, That's extraordinary. Two bucks a gram. So they, I thought that was extraordinary. Anyway, anyway um, that might it. just round out our food and wine journey <laughs> for today, just, possibly. Might just round out our food and wine journey, and uh, we'll be back in a sec. Right. So that was a very, very interesting food segment, well, Scotty. Yes. So, um, you remind shall, you, shall I make a reservation make, for us? <laughs> make a reservation for us. My crocky. Oh, you tell you, you said you could get how many Big Macs could you get for that? Stuff? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yep. How many dumplings do you reckon you could get for that? Uh, well, I reckon oh, dumplings. Really? I reckon about two hundred and twenty-eight. Two hundred and twenty-eight. Yeah, I reckon oh, dumplings really? are about a buck a dumpling, oh, aren't they? Like, I'd rather go to the dumpling joint. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we're off to the we're off to the Yumchar Olympics. Yeah. The men's two hundred and twenty-eight dumplings. Correct. Correct. <laughs> well, we Lovely. must. We must. Uh, there's a couple of things that have come out today's show that I think we must. Uh, Execute on yes. I think we must uh, have a look at um, these non-alcoholic wine and get you to describe. Well, that. I, I, I'm going to get us some, right? Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get, get us a non-alcoholic beer from, uh, and I'll try and track down the one I talked about because yeah. if she's backing herself in saying it's a full-bodied one, we so better, I'll get us we, a, I'll get us a can of that each. We better go and have a lunch too, so we can do a review. Yeah, well, well, we, and we can drive. Because you did go to a joint that I recommended. The other I day. did. I did, and but we might people, go and check that out. Yeah, we should check that out, and uh, it, it was very, it was very good. Yeah. They, they've got a little bit of work to do, but yeah. the food is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, all I'll say is it's a, it's a bit of a dumpling place, newish place in Hampton Street, Hampton. So yeah, I can't, I can't give it a plug, but no, we can't give go, a plug until go and look it up. To have a um, and it <laughs> may or may not be where Potchies used to be. Yeah, I'm not very, sure. Might be close to there somewhere. Very so. close. I think you might have given it away. Ah, uh, well, I'm not sure. I just it was just a just a thought. Yeah. So what's uh, what what are you up to uh, this week? Well, well, I reckon the you know there's, there's uh, Wimbledon still going. Um, you know, which has been I find it hard to watch because it's a bit late for me. Yeah. Well, it does get a bit late. Um, I tell you what, I, I, I saw the boy Kyrgios the other yeah. day. I don't know whether you saw this. We turned around on him. We but, like him now. Yeah. I, I'm sort of I'm just about back at his camp. Yeah. He was pretty, and he's been on that other show where they do all those crazy climbing things, and he, he was on that for a couple of minutes. Um, I saw him win a game in uh, at Wimbledon in 46 seconds. Four of the best serves you've ever seen, yeah. and he was gold. He he looked a million bucks. If he can get the three KZ right, yeah, you know, and and Correct. keep keep a handle on things, he can beat anyone. I can. He's um, and the other one I felt sorry for was the Frenchman who went down with an injury because he had Federer covered in yeah. in the first round. No, he did. Didn't yeah, he? he had him covered. So, mm-hmm. and even Federer himself said. I think that's, I might, I might how that's, that's how things go, and I'm I feel fortunate, yeah. which is pretty gracious of him too. I think because yeah, he's basically saying doing that. he was the better player today. But this is how things roll. No, well, good luck to the Aussies because um, yep. all the all the most of the top ten uh, in the women's have fallen over. Yeah, well, so um, hopefully uh, Ash can limp to the Even the, the, uh, even the, uh, the girl, um, Serena. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Who, she's gone. She had an injury as well. So, and But there's been some conjecture about the court, which is why they're saying they're all sort of falling over. And, and then Kyrgios was even saying, it's slow, it should be fast. It's mm. summer, it should be hard. And mm. Anyway. Um, First world problem. 
I just, I'd love him, I'd love him to do himself a favour and just keep things under control and let tennis do the talking. Yeah. And, you know, just see how deep you can go. I'd have a couple of shekels out of him to make the semi final, I reckon. So there's a bit of that. That was a good golf result with Johnny Rahm. We haven't mentioned that. You would have watched that the other week. That was a good result from him. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, our friend Max Verstappen is going very well. And our boy, um, um, our boy, our boys in St Kilda. Um, yeah, well, who knows? We should, you what know, all, thing, all things being equal, we should roll the uh, the um, beleaguered uh, pies. Hopefully. I would have thought. Hopefully. Um, anyway, so uh, I think we've had a, I think we've had a cracking good show today. It's yeah. been very enjoyable. We've covered lots of things. We're going to cover lots more. Uh, we may, in fact, broadcast from uh, wider parts later this year. Uh, yes. And we're OBs having a, in the we're, we're having a, a bit of a, a poke around that world to yeah. see what we might do, and we might end up at a winery one day and just be talking to the winemaker about different varietals and what a climate thing that would be. So um, that I think that'll be awesome fun to do that. So um, anyway, I've got nothing else to contribute for today. I've got this. Okay. That's all I've got. What's that? I don't know what that is. Is that? I know what that is. That's that song, That's The Sounds of Silence. <laughs> no, that's the summer wine song again. <laughs> and this is the one I really want to play. Ah, righto. Anyway. Thanks for listening to How Two Smoking Guns. And we'll... Back to you very soon. Gonna 
Call all the shots for the notes and the nods because I wanna. 